What is going on team? Welcome to the podcast. It is a wonderful summer's day. It feels like summer has finally arrived here in the UK. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, as cliche as it sounds, but I am so excited to be bringing you this episode. I sat down with the wonderful Tiffany all the way from Norway, so thank you in advance for coming on, especially being on another part of the world. It was absolutely fantastic. She is, in her own words, a coach and mentor for women who empowers people all over the globe to feel confident and sexy in their own skin. Confident as fuck, I think is what she actually said, which is fantastic. And today we spoke about a variety of topics. It was fantastic. Everything from polyamory and monogamy to why people cheat the difference between love and lust the current landscape of love and is social media changing how we think about romance this was a really 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 good podcast i thoroughly enjoyed it i learned a lot but make sure you get out your notepads and pens because there are great actionable tips on here especially for you ladies out there on how to become the best version of yourself and feel secure in your relationships this is a good one. We are in. Perfect. So, hello guys and welcome to the podcast. I am sat here today with a wonderful guest in the form of Tiffany. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited for this episode. I know, you're only the third guest I've had on, so, um, you know, three is a magic number, so this should be absolutely yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um We've got a ton of questions from our audience that we put out on our Instagram and yes. things like that. I've got a lot of topics. I've got a big kind of like booklet here. We've got two pages ready to go. So if you're happy with that, we're going to go through them all and get your insight as to what you do. So it's going to be yeah. great. Yeah, um, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing I like to ask everyone is to just say, who are you? Who is Tiffany within like 30 seconds to a minute? Tell us about you. What What is your story? Yeah, so my name is Tiffany. I am 24. I'm from Norway. I am a coach and mentor for women in relationships. So basically, I help them gain confidence in themselves and I help them feel sexy as fuck, bringing out that feminine spirit, feminine energy. And I also help them heal their trust issue. Trust issues. Yeah, I always have power. But yeah, that's basically what I do right now. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into that? Do you mind me asking? Is it born out of personal things or was it just, you know, you felt this innate desire to help other women? Oh, it's a mix of both. Like I've mm -hmm. wanted to be a coach since I was 18 years old. Uh, since I saw Tony Robbins in London, I was like, okay, this is me. <laughs> you actually went and saw him live? I did. I did. Wow. I did. It's, it was insane. Like it was an eye-opening experience. Like he is freaking awesome. I know, it's I've like, only seen his Netflix documentaries and YouTubes and stuff, yeah. but see him live, that must have been surreal. Oh, um, he's magical. He's really magical. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, um, yeah, so it all just uh, grew from personal experiences. So mm -hmm. from not growing up with a dad to um, being in unhealthy relationships because of that. Mm -hmm. And then I just felt the need to create my own happiness, to be the most happy person in my own life. And then I wanted to create my business. And this is what I what I started with. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. I mean, I know that's only the long story short, if you will, but yeah. just hear it from, <laughs> you know, it's quite inspiring. And they do say, you know, your personal experiences shape who you are. And clearly that's been a that's been a thing for you. Um, Absolutely. How do you so why was it that you settled upon? women itself is it obviously because it is yourself because what we're going to have throughout this podcast is obviously perhaps slightly different perspectives um yeah. when we were talking prior to this um you know we were saying it's great to have that both sides you know men need help too obviously you've honed down and niched within that kind of women's village you feel like that was because it was such a real deep personal connection to you that was like you know leading this kind of movement or something along those lines I know that's quite a vague and open question but yeah <laughs> It's okay. Um, 
I uh, personally, just because I'm a woman myself, I feel mm. like I just, it's a really easy way to start. But I also Absolutely. know, yeah, and I also know that a lot of men struggle with confidence and such things too. And there's a lot of relationships where, you know, you have to be, you have to be two to, you know, grow together. Mm. So I'm thinking about, you know, ex- expanding my coaching uh, in the future, uh, but not right now. Now it's only only women. But I I do have a lot of insight on couples yeah. and for men too. So it's like I just have a lot of knowledge. So on all levels. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah. if you don't mind, I thought we'd uh, delve a little bit into those kind of like personal experiences and why they kind of led you to this point. So what was yeah. it about these relationships in particular that, you know, were they you know, harrowing? Did you feel terrible about them? I mean, obviously they weren't great, but um, <laughs> so, so what led you from becoming, you know, it seems like it's so far removed from the person you are now. You know, when I look at you yes. and I look at your Instagram posts and stories and the things you share, you seem this completely confident and independent woman, you know, which is incredible to see, but to know where that's come from. I think for a lot of people, it's going to be one, how do I do that? A lot of women, how do I do that? Mm. What was it born out of? How do I escape where I was before? So if you could shed some light on that, that'd be great. Yeah. So where it all, where I started or where I was um, one and a half, almost two years ago. So not that long Um, ago, really? No, not that long ago. Um, It's really, but it's, you know, it's a lifelong process. It's important to know that it's a lifelong process to grow and to, Mm -hmm. you know, just unleash every level of yourself um but it started with my my first relationship uh which was pretty serious it was four years um but and but I was pretty young I was like 16 when I got into this relationship um and I grew into the relationship and I felt like I wasn't really happy you know Mm. I wasn't really happy with myself I struggled a lot with my my self-image and really setting my boundaries and speaking my needs to my partner um, because I was living by the rule of like what whatever he says goes you know what I'm saying so like I really didn't have much to say and I also was addicted to validation so basically I was addicted to uh, always him confirming me um, Mm -hmm. like saying you know, you're the one for me, like all the time, like you're beautiful, or else I didn't feel good, you know, if I didn't get that validation from him. Um, and which I also feel like every woman struggle with is the comparison game, you know, we compare ourselves to other yeah, women, absolutely. and also men too. But you know, I, I feel like yeah. men too. Does it, oh, right? no, yeah, we certainly yeah. do. I, I, <laughs> okay. I do feel, um, you know, with the difference between when men and women, I think, if you look, particularly I don't know I don't know what it's like in Norway but I can imagine it's pretty similar but in the UK it's a lot within the mainstream media even social media now yeah. you know there's a lot of you know female comparison like that's what's oh, yeah. in, that's what's in the news I suppose a lot more <laughs> it's starting to change now which is yeah. great but it but yeah I completely understand absolutely and when you're in a relationship um with somebody you know you want to love you want to trust you and you catch yourself literally just you know when you walk past beautiful women with your man and you instantly like feel jealous because you Mm -hmm. feel intimidated you feel like you're replaceable right that's the basic thing we feel replaceable and that was like my story for four years and then I was single for a year come into a new relationship lasted two years you know and it it was the the same uh the same story you know Mm -hmm. I we often tell ourselves that we feel like, you know, when we get this relationship or when I get, you know, a new man or, you know, he will fix me, he will complete me and everything will be all right. But as long as we haven't healed what's going on inside from our past, we will not um, get rid of the story. Mm. What I think is really interesting is that um, you've had all these feelings, experiences within relationships and quite obviously serious relationships, four years and two years. You know, that's not, you know, one of those little flings or anything like that. No. Personally, (laughs) I'm 21, so I'm a couple of years younger than you, but I've never been in a long term serious relationship ever. But what's fascinating is that I, too, have had similar experiences on this side of a fence which is really okay. interesting to know so um so to hear your perspective is going to be quite quite eye-opening to me as well yeah. um 
I just, want to take, <laughs> I just want to take you back to what you said about vulnerability. And if you don't yeah. mind, I just pulled up one of your Instagram posts and one of the captions. Um, yeah. Guys, if you're not following Tiffany on Instagram, do it. We will leave it links below. Everything is going to be there. Her posts are absolutely, absolutely empowering. It's fantastic. Um, you. I think you actually posted one this week. It was um, putting your worth in the hands of your man is self-destructive. Take back the power by unleashing who you are meant to be start by writing down who do I want to be and I feel that's fantastic because um it kind of relates to something I said in my recent podcast uh, with like yeah. Tinder about validation and pieces yeah. of the puzzle and things like that so you mentioned you know that you felt like there's a need for women or not a need but for some people to want to be or look for validation not within themselves but through others and particularly their man and partner and things like that um would you mind touching on that a bit more about why that could be so self-destructive as you mentioned it yeah um well it's basically because you end up living your life for everybody else than yourself yeah. you know you just really you you don't you you're not in touch with who you are what your boundaries are what you need mm -hmm. what you want and when you constantly live off of validation from your man you know what happens if he leaves you you know what i'm saying like you have to be that type of woman or man that is really capable of being by themselves as well as in a relationship. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, completely. And when completely. you reach that level, when you feel good outside of a relationship and in a relationship, then you you're on a good you're on a good road to yeah. create a healthy relationship. I mean, as we know, love and relationships are so deeply complex. You know, a lot of these things are kind of like, an, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But like an easier oh, yeah. second thing. I think it's, you know, you see love stories and all these cliche quotes, you know, you need to love yourself before you can love anyone else. Yeah. They're quite, e they're quite easy to say, right? Very easy to absolutely. say, but to actually employ. Um, so I was wondering if you could give some of the listeners, because I know a lot of women listen to this podcast. Actually, the audience is quite 50-50. If you had any kind of tips for women to kind of increase those confidence, because, you know, we want to give some people some actionable steps. You know, what can they do? Because, I mean, you've done it yourself and you're still in that ongoing process. Yeah. How, how did you do it? How do you what do you recommend? What do you coach people to do? You know, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Yeah. One of the, the best things I do with my clients, one of the best things I love to do for myself still is to get aware of the story you're telling yourself right now about your life about yourself okay. how do you speak about yourself to other people uh what do you think about yourself on a daily basis get clear on that old story that you're creating now and then create your new story i like to like if you want to write it down you just write down what's the story i keep telling myself right now and then you write down what's the new story i want to have instead and awesome. then like it allows you to just open your mind completely free of judgment and to dream so big. And what I tell my clients is that is your highest self. That is, that is your soul talking to you. So basically the new story is what you have to reaffirm every single day and Putting just start gaining confidence in that. Yeah. It's like working out the muscle, you know, you have to mm. create new muscles, uh, new neuro endings inside of your brain. So that's, um, that's one way to do it like super easy and to get aware of uh, where you're at right now. That's brilliant. I, I think, you know, a lot of people will take a lot away from that. Um, yeah, of course they do. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you're doing fantastic. Yeah. I love that. That's confidence. That's exactly what we want to see. <laughs> um, I mean, just to expand on those kind of things like self-worth and validation, and you know, I, the way I use it is, the analogy of a piece of a puzzle you you know and people say oh my other half that's a common phrase we use here yeah. you know or they're my other half or you know they're the missing piece of me or i need to find yeah, someone oh, that i hate that stuff <laughs> exactly exactly I, i'd like to hear your opinion on it but you know for me it's kind of like you know you're not if there's no missing piece of the puzzle you, you know you kind of when i say you're looking for a relationship or someone you know they're almost like the extension pack there's something yeah. that you don't need but that you want that adds something to your life. They're not filling a yeah. void or a gap that you have. Um, and I think so many people, I mean, I've done it before previously, you know, you're searching for love as a means to escape yourself. You're Absolutely. using someone to hide behind their own, the insecurities that you have that you don't necessarily want to face. And I think yeah. the tip you've given for people here is so that they face those things. They, they become the better version of their self because, you know, that, that that's what's most important really. 
Yeah. And it's all about getting aware of your triggers. Like in a relationship, you will never have the perfect relationship, you know, but you can have a healthy relationship with which means to be able to grow and to be aware of your triggers on your needs and boundaries and mm -hmm. what you want and need. Right. Yeah. Um, because like you said, it's all about meeting that other whole person and you coming together, creating something new. Um, not creating something that you need. Wow. I, it's, you know, I've never thought about it in that way. I think it's kind of, um, it, no one thinks about, you know, coming, creating a whole, a whole new thing. It is yeah. a new existence. It's, it's almost like creating a new product together. It's like, yeah. <laughs> if you will, yeah. you know, um, I think it's a really great, great way of looking at it, which I've never done before. Um, so just a tangent off that, you know, do you think there is a better time for people to be in a relationship? Is there is there a right time? Is there a better time? Is there a worse time? Because, you know, they say, like, there's no right time to have a baby. There's no right time to leave a job or no right. You know, is there a more optimal time to be in a relationship? Um, I would say no. <laughs> you know, I don't like I don't like putting things into boxes and telling people like this is the time <laughs> for you. Like, this is how you should do it to get the result that you want. It's more like, are you ready for it, you know, and check in with yourself, like, what do you really want? And I feel like that is also some of the issues we we face in dating, that people do not really know what they want, like, what do you look after? And people do not go for that and take action um, to that. So basically, if we put it in an example, like if you are on Tinder, for example, you talked about that in the episode I listened mm -hmm. yesterday, it was so good. Thank you, um, I appreciate it. <laughs> And like, if you are on Tinder, you can either look for a relationship, you can either look for, you know, someone to sleep with, you know, and both is totally fine, yeah, but absolutely. you have to own it. You know what I'm saying? You have to own it and you have to know what to look for when you are, when you're looking for certain things, basically mm -hmm. becoming clear of what you want. Yeah. Being self-reflective, I think is, yeah. is really important. I think uh, what I did mention is that dating apps themselves are not inherently bad. It's yeah. your approach yeah. towards them. I mean, they are just, it's just a piece of technology when you really yeah. think about it. Um, I mean, I, you know, I was using them throughout my university years. You know, I didn't know why I was on them. It was more like everyone else is on them. What do I want? You yeah. know, if someone was just, <laughs> it was almost like if someone who I was talking to was looking for perhaps sex or something, then yeah. I would be like, oh, well, I'm not looking for that. But then equally, if it was the other way around and I was looking for something and they were like, oh, they wanted something serious, then it would mm -hmm. become difficult. And you just have this dichotomy because you don't know yourself yeah. what you want you exactly and you so, keep on attracting people who are confused as well you know of course you know so <laughs> be self-reflective um yeah. is, is really important um obviously we're young people um and i feel like there's a ton of controversy surrounding kind of like love with social media and all these types of things and what we're influenced and shown um and one of the things that i'm really interested in um is kind of like the difference between love lust that yeah. kind that kind of area so i think yeah. it's actually quite blurred and like the lines are not that few and far between um because i feel like love and the word itself i mean for me it's kind of like a sacred thing you know yeah you know you yeah, can't and it should I, be for everyone that, I'd, yeah. and i'd love to touch on that because <laughs> i think it's thrown around far too much you know i love you I, you know because when i spoke with jordan funnily enough he said you know if i told you that i fell in love within a week what would you say it's too soon how can you be in love yeah. <laughs> what if you hadn't told your partner after nine years that you hadn't didn't love them um you know some people can take a couple of days some people can take years but the thing is yeah. one how do you know what is the difference between lust and love because it's something i'm not really aware of too much yeah um, so I've, um, I've not read a lot about this, but I remember I listened to something about Esther Perel, which Esther, is, she's you know, fantastic. Oh yeah. She's amazing. But she'll blow you away guys. Honestly, yeah. fantastic. Her TED talks are just, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love watching them. Um, <laughs> and she touches on, you know, what, you know, ways to create, uh, better love and lust or desire, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. love needs closeness and you know nourishment but desire and lust need space and distance uh -huh. so it's kind of like like already there you can tell that relationships are kind of complicated <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like how do I balance these things uh, but I always say that like 
I can honestly say that I've never been in love, like real connection love. But I say this because I have now grown to the level where I completely know myself and what I need. You know what I'm saying? So I I feel like it's easier to know the difference between when you want somebody because you love them or when you want somebody because you, you know, they're attractive or like they get your juices flowing. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I think think we got you. So That's um, one way of putting it. I love saying juicy. Um, I don't know why, but it's just a good It's just a juicy conversation. It's going to be fun. It's a juicy conversation. Um, but you, you, um, when you become self-aware of yourself, you also get to know, like, okay, how, you know, how, you know, just how you approach people in some ways and what you Sweet. feel, because we're not taught how to, um, how to, what's it called? We're not taught how to deal with our emotions and our feelings. That's the one thing we don't ever learn. And a lot of us don't even learn it from our friends and our families, you know? Um, So emotional intelligence is like, it's the key to everything. It's the key to um, growing in your own life. It's the key to knowing relationships and love and lust and all that stuff. It's like awareness. awareness. So so what is is emotional intelligence? Because I feel like that could be skewed a bit because... Yeah. from my understanding emotional intelligence is simply being in touch with your emotions allowing yourself to feel them and knowing when you have an emotion how you deal with it and accepting that it's there not brushing off because i feel for men in particular historically at least yeah. I, i'm definitely an outcast towards this <laughs> i'm i'm I, i'm pretty That's open good. with my emotions i like i will share it to anyone i will eat the tub of ice cream i will watch you know it's i will yeah, watch yeah. Super friends. that is me Every, everyone who knows yeah. me, i don't care Good. but i feel like historically there's been almost one a stigma towards you know men having feelings but also you know how are they dealt with it? you know certain ways are better for others because esther perel no not esther perel guy winch have you heard of guy winch no so guy winch he has a ted talk which is how to deal with a broken heart okay yeah. which is very interesting and he says there's so many different stages and he says all the things that you typically consider you know if it means that you need to go out and drink with your friends if it means that you want to sit on the sofa in a blanket for days upon end crying and you know <laughs> having ice cream and stuff like that but there's always got to come a point where you need to self-reflect and yeah. get that best part of you so you know if you were to perhaps advise people on how to deal with these emotions and become emotionally intelligent you know what does that mean to you and how is it done so I agree with what you said that it's you know just allowing your feelings to be your feelings and not judging yourself on them Mm -hmm. but I also feel like it's the thing where you also know the difference because our feelings really are dictated by our energy and vice versa and how we you know how we move like what we feel like in our bodies you know what i'm saying so it's basically knowing the difference between what emotions that is serving you and what emotions that is not serving you Mm -hmm. because a lot of people can have you know all of these emotions and really can lead to like anxiety and depression and then, but it's not really serving. You know what I'm saying? It's like Absolutely. knowing the difference between what feelings are serving you and not and letting go of the feelings that, you know, you don't need to have on a daily basis or mm-hmm. that takes over your life, basically. Yeah, I can 100% agree. That makes sense. Yeah, I can attest yeah. to that. There was a period <laughs> in my life where, you know, in terms of romantic relationships, it just wasn't going well. Um, and I did become like yeah. really, really depressed and anxious over things just for, you know, and it was kind of a, it wasn't inherently the relationship or the or the, or the kind of like date itself that was yeah. harming that. You know, I was having problems in of myself that I just wasn't accepting. And again, I was, yeah. you know, using this this person as a mask that I didn't have to think about. I was like, oh, it's all down to that. It's all down to that. It's all down to that. Yeah. And in the months prior, uh, sorry, post that, you know, I did a lot of self-reflection reading. You know, why is this happening? Why do I feel this way? And it's definitely helped. Um, we spoke about sex a little bit earlier, yeah. you know, and knowing clearly what you want. And I, f- 
And what I've noticed <clears throat> is that in contemporary society, particularly within the university culture that I'm in now, I'll be returning yeah. to my final year of university in September, is that the allure of sex, the culture of sex is changing drastically. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of not having to explain yourself. This is what I like. Um, again, because from a male perspective, historically, again, you know, it's been like guys can go out and sleep with people as many as they want. And there's kind of this whole, oh, he's a lad. He's successful. Like, go on, <laughs> mate. You know, there's almost like, um, you know, a fist bump towards him for doing so. Yeah. And, and that's moving now towards, which I think is fantastic, that women are able to do that as well. Yes. Um, do you think it's because their intentions are clearly set or do you feel like it's a battle against that or do you feel like it's just it is what it is um I would say it is what it is you know it's agreed. like it all comes down to every person like what is you aligned with and you know if you feel like you're in a period of your life where you just want to you know have sex and have fun then completely own the shit out of that like hell yeah is yeah and hell yeah the same for men and women Mm. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of people shaming people for, um, you know, having sex basically, uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, sex is looked upon in many different ways for many different people, depending on their families and, you know, culture and religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, just own the fact that what you want to do is what you want to do. Yeah. And then, you know that's it <laughs> yeah I mean the, the way I think of it is like wearing a really outrageous shirt or a dress or something you know yeah. to the outside it might look a bit but if you own it you can rock it you know exactly. what I mean you're walking down the street like it's just just with everything um yeah. I think one of the things that becomes skewed is you know it's like oh why is she doing that is she, is she doing it to escape something but if, again if you own it you know that's fantastic yeah. um and what I thought was really interesting, again, I keep going back to your <laughs> Instagram live with Jordan, is, you know, you were speaking about, you know, sex and like the height of love and all those types of things. Um, yeah. And what was shown in a, in a TED talk by Helen Fisher, yeah. which is fantastic. She was talking about oxytocin, you know, and oxytocin is basically the love hormone along with serotonin. Yeah, yeah. oh my God, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, when uh, you're having sex for the female within that kind of like, that sphere when they're coming to like orgasm and things like that that's when the height of oxytocin is you know that's when they feel and that's when they can fall in love and then for guys it's the chase like you mentioned and I think that's kind of like the difference in culture which is really interesting to see how people approach relationships and what makes people tick and those types of things um so I've got a couple more questions here from the audience which I think are going to be pretty awesome and I oh my god I can't wait (laughs) Got some awesome ones. I love we've questions. Got, we've, got a, we've got about six. Um, yeah. So some of them are quite deep. Some of them are quite vague. Some of them are a little bit. But um, you know, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna hide back from anything really. Um, this is a really good one um, because I ask a lot of my friends this. Um, do you believe in soulmates? Yes, absolutely. Really? Yeah, I believe in soulmates uh, because my past relationship was actually with. Uh, one that I believe was my soulmate uh, because you have such a deep connection with somebody it's almost just unexplainable it's beyond sex it's beyond um, conversations it's just that deep understanding and respect for one another Mm -hmm. and a person that you will always have a connection with you know what I'm saying Um, so absolutely I do believe. Ah, see, I've got a slightly different, uh, well, not a slightly different, but do you believe there is more than one soulmate for you? Absolutely. Ah, there there's not a many. There's not like as many people as there are in the world. Like there's oh, not. Oh, yeah, of course not. <laughs> I believe that like there's like a hundred or a thousand soulmates, but I believe that there are more than one soulmate for you. Yes. Yeah, 100% I agree. I think, um, you know, not thinking that there aren't soulmates, I think that's a perfectly reasonable explanation as well you know some I know a lot of people think oh I'm just I'm just better suited to this type of person but this is uh, another thing that kind of like taking away from that is you know stuff like the spark and chemistry you know oh yeah it exists exists, right absolutely it exists it's just something you know people say that it's just that something about them it's Um, like that click isn't it yeah 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 (laughs) um and I feel like the while there are 
maybe not soulmates there are people that you are suited better and therefore kind of like well they are your soulmate then aren't they surely like if you click and you have that chemistry even when there's you know because sometimes there are you know there are no differences between people you know you talk about chalk and cheese they have no similarities (laughs) they they don't have many things in common but somehow they just it just it just works it just um it's, it's cool to know that you believe in soulmates as well because I actually feel like less people believe in that than I used to I feel like the culture of love and ro- romance isn't really a thing anymore really yeah chivalry it's more kind of rationalized yeah it's I mean? um I feel like I feel like it could really come back but the thing is the times are changing we have to look at love and relationship in a completely different way because we have to become aware of what we want and yeah. you know what we need and you know there are like I've read an article about um there's actually you're you know you're actually able to love people in eight different ways like wow. you're able to yes like the way you love your parents is a completely different love than your partner you can start loving somebody because of the sex um so that is just it's crazy right so it's really about you know the self-awareness again becoming mm. self-aware of your patterns and habits um uh, because i know that i was uh the one who like fell in love with people you know if the sex was good everything else was good you know what i'm saying but it's not it's not, not it's no, all, no. <laughs> it's like yeah you need something else too <laughs> so here's another one do you think love is enough so when it comes to relationships i feel like i keep saying i feel like but this is i suppose because these are my opinions as well but quite often you know relationships can be very toxic and very demanding and they can really really break you in many ways um but a lot of the reasons why people stay in these toxic relationships obviously we've spoken about you know not being self-reflective um not knowing who you are not having the confidence to leave not having you know all Mm -hmm. these different types of factors but one of them that i hear a lot is but i love him or i love her and but that's the most important thing um which is something that i personally disagree with completely love is important (laughs) don't get me wrong that feeling that chemistry that click that that's really important but it's just one factor amongst many um, absolutely sometimes i feel uh, i believe that love isn't enough to warrant staying or being with someone it's not uh the connection is though the connection oh, <laughs> yeah okay it's um when you like that's when we talk about soulmates again it's the it's that connection where you just you have that undefined something with somebody that goes beyond everything else that goes beyond sex that goes beyond um like it's almost like if you were to if you really love a person you love them out of not being selfish you know uh mm-hmm. what's it called you know love is not selfish it's selfless, selfless. yeah so it's like it's it, love is when you completely get to accept somebody because you want to have them happy so basically, when you love somebody, you can accept that your partner wants to, you know, explore with other people all of a sudden, like 10 years in, but you still have love for them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You still want them to be happy. Okay. It's like, it's just, it goes beyond everything. Mm-hmm. It's just so strong that it goes beyond everything. So that's a little bit kind answer of... your question. <laughs> hey you de- i think you did i think you did but what's actually really interesting about that is you kind of led in towards um polyamory and monogamy yeah. are we monogamous beings it's kind of hard to to uh, to answer but i feel like we can be both i don't know i feel um, is it again about owning who you are and being quite clear of your intentions yes but i also feel like you can be you can be monogamous you feel like you're monogamous and then 10 years in a relationship you feel like okay uh or maybe two years into a relationship too you feel like you want to like explore something with other people but then again if your relation is your relationship is strong enough you have that real connection then you're completely able to to talk about those things uh without being judged without being shamed for it um so i i feel like we are both that's yeah answer yeah yeah no it's fine i think there's a clear you know underlying message if you know it is a 
about that self-reflection being totally honest with yourself and yeah. then once you can be honest with yourself you can be honest with the person you are and it's about making those intentions quite clear to yourself and the partner and the people that you spend your time with you know if you intend to be open up and i think leading on to another question you know is is, is why people cheat um yeah because i have again not been in a serious relationship but been dating to a point of where it was exclusive and then they were sleeping with someone else and you know yeah. i didn't know about it and cheating i feel is it's rife really so many people do it you know in america divorces you know 50 percent of people get divorced and the majority yeah. of them are through adultery and stuff like that and again esther perel why we love why we cheat yeah <laughs> um and I, and it's something that i still don't quite understand and i'm sure a lot of the women that you work with in power have gone through these periods of where they've you know they've been cheated on you know their partner has been with someone else they've lied to them and that's extremely hurtful so I would say how do you come back from that in one question and then you know why do you think why do you think people cheat because I don't know it just it just seems so far removed from every ethical part of me yeah of, of why people would do it so yeah so the reason I think people cheat is because they miss something they miss something uh, whether it's, you know, the, the lust, whether it's the fun, whether it's the supportiveness, you know, for men, the, the most attractive uh, features in a woman is that she's positive, supportive and, um, you know, a happy person, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and confidence, of course, that goes for both men of and course. women. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, for women, it's for um, when they usually cheat, it's for with men who are more masculine, more goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Um and men who has, you know, they take care of their own time. So I feel like people cheat because they miss, they lack something, you know, that they maybe had in the beginning of the relationship, but that they, they have lost either for, for themselves or their partner. Mm-hmm. So I remember I also saw one thing from Esther Perel when like, if you go into couples that have gone through, uh, that came through cheating, um, or came over <laughs> the cheating, yeah, yeah. Um, then they usually work on, you have to get into the detail of why did the person cheat? Like what mm-hmm. led you to cheat, cheat, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, so it's like, you have to get aware of what did you lose? Like, why did you go cheat? Like, what did that give you? And then creating, um, getting that back into the relationship, that desire yeah. or that energy or the, you know, supportiveness. So it kind of leads back to communication, which yeah. I suppose is one of the central elements to any well yeah, yeah. any type of relationship, whether it's romantic or not, is communicating. So how do you advise your, you know, the women that you work with to communicate? Because I know that that's something you said before, you know, you need to tell tell them what you want, you know, make your yeah. goals clear and defined. How do you, because it, it's easier said than done, you know, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, if, a, if a, as a, as a guy, um as a guy obviously <laughs> you know one of the one of the jokes that we kind of have is like you know when a woman says or our partner says you know i'm fine yeah i'm fine <laughs> oh it's God. okay <laughs> you go and do it it's fine but what they're really saying is you yeah. know that's kind of one of the jokes that we have so i don't know whether that's because they don't feel that they can trust their partner or because they don't have enough confidence in themselves to tell them or because they don't really know what they want i'm i'm, I'm assuming they're a a number of reasons so what do you encourage how do you encourage these women within your community which you should go and join by the way plug (laughs) how do you encourage these women to share what they want and be completely open and honest because I feel as though with communication there is nothing that you can't achieve um because that's central to everything if you know you can make the changes and if you can't make the changes when it's almost like you tried yeah you told that's how (laughs) I feel anyway yeah um so this is kind of like it's again you have to flick or work out a new muscle because we're literally not used to speaking what we need um especially in a relationship because we feel like we hurt the other person or we feel like we're too bitchy or too selfish if we speak something that we need right so the way i do it is that we get just talking about it and i say well what do you really want to say like what is the essence of what you're trying to say to him Mm -hmm um because there's a lot of times we just we end the situation and he throws a tantrum she throws a tantrum and it's like it's you don't you don't get to speak what you really want to say in the situation 
Yeah. So it's basically like getting clear of what is it that you want to say? Like what is the result of what you really want to communicate here? Mm-hmm. And then saying it like that, there's no one way to say anything, but no. it has to come from, you know, a place of love and compassion yes. and calmness, you know? Mm. Um, and like then reverse just reverse engineering it. So, you know, what is yes. the ideal outcome? How do I put this across in a way that they're going to understand? Yeah. So I basically, some of them, I have write them down on a piece of paper. Like, what do you want to say? Write it down and then just say that exactly mm-hmm. as you wrote it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so they get their point across. And um, it's really a thing to get used to. Like myself, I really have to get used to the, the habit of, that it's okay to say what you want and speak your needs and set your boundaries um, and that people will love you either way. Yeah. You know, I guess from my perspective, it's always been a a case of not wanting to offend the other person because you're so overly, you, well, you love them, you're in love and it's really hard because you don't want to hurt or offend the person you love. And that's what holds you back. And you almost become a pushover and you just let things slide when really deep down you're unhappy with what's going on. Yeah. Um, so it's about you know taking it taking a ball by the horns I suppose and just being like look it's not going to get better unless you tell them yeah um, which is a really important thing to know so for anyone out there listening to this you know take those tips on board because you know they could be potentially life-changing really um, yeah. because you know your romantic relationships and the the people you spend time with they make up such a huge part of your life right oh, yeah you know <laughs> you know because it's they say like love is all-consuming relationships so so consuming because you, you can't explain it you can't explain it no um, it's that, just you know a big part of who we are as beings it's just we need it to to be to survive <laughs> yeah no like i said no man is an island or no woman is an island rather this is a really particularly kind of interesting one and we got a lot of questions about this i mean this question came in about five six times um which is, which is really cool so and i think you probably would be expecting something like this um so how has social media and things like dating apps um, change the landscape of love? I've got a couple of tangents, but just as a general kind of thing, do you think it has? Do you, do you, why do you think it has? It has definitely changed uh, because we literally have um, some form of validation or um, attraction or basically like lust for someone over our phone, you know what I'm saying, in our private little thing in our pocket. So it's really, you know, um, it, it has definitely changed. Um, but I also feel like once we get, once we get to know that, yes, times are changing, but, uh, you still own your truths about how you want your relationship to be like the way you look for love, what you want. It always goes back to that. I realize that every single question. No, but that's important. I think once you Um, understand the underlying reason, then you can kind of just like ping off. And so, yeah, no, I think it's great that it goes back to that the whole time. Yeah, because we have to start looking at what's important for you, what's important Mm -hmm. for us in a relationship. It's not just, um, you know, looking fine. It's not just having good Mm -hmm. sex. It's really deeper than that. Um, so yes, it's challenging our, the way we look at relationships, but it's also forcing us in the right direction where we actually have to look at something that's real and look for something that's more real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess it forces people to confront the ideas of what they're looking for because it's, it's challenging. I I mean, I certainly know it is. Um, as I, as I've mentioned previously before, um, so your social media, your Instagram accounts, your Twitters, Facebooks, yeah. Tinders, whatever they are, you know, they're, they're a form of social currency. It's, it's no longer what it actually inherently is. This is your yeah. dating profile. This is your CV. This is everything, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, the sliding into the DMs, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. so do you think that social media can be damaging for relationships? If it's unhealthy, yes. Okay. Um, and what I mean by unhealthy is that you, one of the person in, persons in the relationship does not know how to value uh, themselves oh. or their partner. Um, so it can be damaging to a lot of relationships, I think so. But then again, then it's up to, um, let's say, you know, the woman is jealous of the man liking the photos, you know, on mm-hmm. Instagram. Then it's like, yeah. then it's up to you to like, tell yourself that okay how much does this really bother me like is this really important and then talking about those things 
mm-hmm. because I feel like once you talk about those things and like what's what's your partner's intentions with the the apps and all that stuff then it's really you break it down to really small pieces because we create it so big in our heads if we don't talk about it but if we do talk about it you know you it's it's meaningless if yeah. your partner does not put you know their effort and all the energy into the apps you know sliding yeah. into dms mm-hmm. um sending dick pics to <laughs> people or like yeah. underwear photos you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. again yeah. it come it all comes back to communication and just and just establishing what you want and i guess if the partner that you're with or the person that you desire can't conform to those things that's just another way of weeding them out and saying well you're not the person for me um, absolutely and that's what people have to know like <clears throat> know what it actually means to you, what is actually important to you. And if your partner does not understand that thing, because there's one thing to do to make a mistake and then, you know, get better at it and never doing it again. But it's, it's another thing to keep on making the same mistake over and over. Then it's not a mistake. It's a habit, you know, it's a pattern. It's just the way a, a person is operating, you know? So then you really have to take into consideration is this person really, for me mm-hmm. is this person really evaluating my opinions my boundaries you know mm-hmm. yeah i think what they say is you know once is a mistake twice is coincidence and third times it becomes a habit or pattern that can get out there of control you, <laughs> yes. you get the nail on the head Absolutely. Uh, so just drawing on from that i one of the things that i have kind of implemented into my own life when so what i never understood right yeah. was why women in particular you know, when they're dating or something, you know, they say, if I can't see it long term, I'm not going to bother. I never used to understand that. Now, yeah. however, <laughs> wow, I adopt the exact same philosophy because one, it's about not wasting your time, but it's about not investing into emotions because you kind of just know. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that I've done, you know, uh, being business owners, you and I, um, yeah. you know, we kind of know about like funnels and all these type of things and how you how you prospect clients and whether they're, they're right for you. And I kind of as corny as it sounds it's the same <laughs> when approaching relationships and dating i feel in some ways yeah. there are similarities you know um so a guy called trip Keimer, he's a pickup artist the pickup artist community still not a fan of but this is the Me one thing but he did he did say this one thing he i don't know if it was him or a guest but he came up with this concept of non-negotiables yeah. so when you're looking for a partner have three to five non-negotiables that you just will not change your stance on these are the things that you look for a partner these could be physical these could be personal these could be traits that they have or values or ethics have five and if they don't fit into any one of those categories you don't need them do you feel like that's a good way to approach dating and relationships in some sense yeah i really like that one because then you focus more on you know what's important for you uh, in terms of your values and your boundaries, instead of coming from it from a selfish place, like you have to be this, you have to be this, you have to be this for okay. me, you know, yeah. it's more of like setting the boundaries straight. And I, yeah, I really like that. Maybe I should do that too, because that was really good. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was a really great way of kind of thinking, you know, so what's, what's important to me? So for me, someone who is really kind and generous and, and, and sort of charitable is as a, as a, that's kind of like one in its whole. I, yeah. you know, for me, when it, I need someone who is as willing to help others as they are themselves, but not to a point where it's detrimental. That's huge yeah. for me. Someone who is adventurous, you know, I want, I want someone who wants to travel to, you know, really cool places. I'm not, I'm not a beach person, for example. So when it comes yeah. to holidays, you know, li- lying on the beach in the sun, you know, just reading a book isn't my thing. I want someone to yeah. go, you know, all places around Europe and go right into the depths of, you know, kind of like the markets or like you know really really explore the culture of things that's what's important yeah. so you know that's kind of the way i kind of weed people out yeah um so we are running to 47 minutes it's fantastic <laughs> oh i know it's gone, it's gone really quickly i thoroughly yeah um just have one last thing um and this is my favorite thing that i do with everyone um and it's how we're going to end the podcast today. so if you could tell three things to your younger self three things mm-hmm. what would they be it would be trust your dreams, um, trust your dreams and desires because they're part of who you are. It would be to, um, wow, <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's a tough one to think about. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, what what like, is, is there one? Is there a thousand? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, trust your dreams, desires, and it will be to um, always put yourself first. Definitely. Like, that's a huge one. Uh, I just got a flashback to my childhood. Oh, so wow. that was, okay. uh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, third thing, um, constant improvement, I would say to myself, like keep on improving yourself, keep keep on growing, keep on learning, keep on reading, keep on, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think you could have chosen any three better things. Um, I feel they're fantastic takeaways. Nailed yeah, you, did, uh, <laughs> well, you got you got the intro in thirty seconds. You got the outro all done. That was perfect. It's like you've done this before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, finally, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I hope you'll come on again in the future. This uh, I've been excited about this ever since we set it up. Um, yeah. I've spoken to a lot of my friends. They're excited to hear what you had to say um i'm gonna try and get this out as soon as possible um but where can everyone find you i'll obviously link them below you know instagram handles but where can they find you what what can you do for them is there you know any way you can guide them towards yeah so instagram is my favorite platform uh and on instagram you also have every single link to my facebook group um and my my web website so the way I help people is that I have three spots for my coaching, my private coaching, one-on-one coaching. Um, so definitely DM me about that if you want the details. Slide in. But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's a good way. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> or you can um, jump into my, my free Facebook group. That is mainly for, for the women in there where I do like Facebook lives and we chat about things. You know, you get journal prompts in there. It's, it's really a good good group good community yeah i cannot uh, express enough you know how important it is to follow your instagram your captions deliver so much value um they're very inspiring even to someone like me um yeah. you know, who's not necessarily your inten- who's not necessarily your intended audience but it you know it's fantastic but yeah again just finally just want to say thank you so so much uh, i've thoroughly enjoyed it i've taken away a lot and i'm definitely gonna take some of the advice that you've given us and and the people at home and implement it into my own life um Again, that's that, that's brilliant, and I can't wait to have you on again. So we're going to end the podcast here, guys. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Hope you have an amazing day, an amazing week. It has been brilliant. All the best. It has been yeah. a pleasure for so, sure. Go, <laughs> goodbye to the people. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.